Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. This is Josh hosting today and we've got Daniel with us as always. How are you, mate? Um, how you feeling, mate? The, the Tanner boy coming crashing back to earth this week. Um, oh, I wouldn't say crashing back to earth. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still considerably happy. Not, uh, not great in terms of rank, but in terms of the squad for round 13, I'm pretty happy. Tanner Boyd, no, he's a long-term project. I've been holding him since the start. We'll see how he comes um, over this origin period as well. So I'm not, uh, not rushing to get him out just yet, even though he is looking mighty juicy to cash out at 700k. <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah, what's going on, mate? The, the fan team's almost quarter at this point. We're going to have to get you back on track during the buys here. Geez, I hope so because I've basically been building my team in the last couple of weeks to to get through this uh, this buy around and origin period. So I'm hoping to to build a few more thousand ranks up. I'm, I I don't see myself getting into the top thousand anytime soon, but at least the top you know five six k uh, over the next three to four rounds should be good because I should have thirteen players come round thirteen and then another seventeen in round fourteen as well. So. I'm um, just trying to manage, you know, having the maximum amount of players over the next couple of rounds, which means it's kind of hurt my team over the last few rounds trying to adjust for that, unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of folks in your boat as well, mate. And I think that's one of the good things about the buy and the, the three rounds we've got this year. There's definitely some some opportunities here to make up some ground on some folks who haven't been, you know, playing this far ahead. So I think people are still well, well and truly within a shot. So definitely some time to make up make up rank what are your what are your plans so far with round 12 i mean sorry round 13 how many how many have you got on your side at the moment so i've currently got a uh, 10 for round 13 at the moment and i'll i probably won't make any trades this week to get to that close to 13 number because we will get four four trades from next week as well so right before round 13 you actually get a bump up in the number of trades you're allowed to make so if you're only sitting on, you know, nine um, playing round 13 now, then you can kind of wait till next week anyway because you'll be given four trades next week. So, yeah, that's pretty handy and coming in at the right time. Yeah, exactly right, man. I think that's a pretty good spot to be in having, yeah, like a, a three potentially um, in your squad that you need to make up with that fourth four trades you get in that next week. I think especially, yeah, you probably want to be aiming around 10 just in case, like, we've got a few guys on our team. There's probably going to be a couple of random ones in this origin, like maybe a Horsburgh gets picked or, you know, something like that that may, may throw kind of numbers, you know, around a little bit. So if you give yourself yeah. an extra trade to play with as well, I think that's not a bad shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, mate, let's, uh, let's crack in. The uh, the team list here. Let's uh, let's run through it. Uh, we got the Broncos and the Panthers. Nothing too much for the Broncos here, mate. But uh, Zach Hosking named again to start in the edge spot with with Liam Martin on the bench. So good for Hosking owners. And I think he's going to come in our hold and sell conversations a little bit later on because I think a couple of people are jumping off this week. Uh, got a few kind of DMs and questions about him, but. I guess, what's your kind of initial opinions for, for Zach Hosking? Uh, when I first saw this team, the the initial reaction was concern. The fact that Liam Martin's on the bench and so is Jamin Salmon makes me a little bit worried because they don't really have... Um, well, they never carry, you know, edge back rows on the bench outside of Jamin Salmon. So it's a bit worrying for Hosking considering Sorensen played the full 80 last week. But he did have a HIA last week and then um, Ivan just rested him 
just to be safe. So, and Sorensen was playing out of his mind last week as well. So there was no need to bring him off really. And you could have just rested Hosking. So fair enough to him from an NRL point of view, but from a fantasy point of view, it definitely hurts. I am very cautious over Hosking this week, but I, I still see him as almost a keeper edge. If he holds 80 minutes in this Panthers back line, like he's averaging over 50 a game comfortably when he plays 80. So I don't, I don't want to jump off him so early because he still has cash to make and honestly could be a keeper for the season if he holds that spot. So I think you probably hold this week cautiously. Cautiously, yeah. I'm. He's definitely one I'm weighing up. He might have to be a kind of sacrifice in my team to get like Hopgood and just an extra number for that 13 buy. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one because he is yeah literally like the fourth or fifth best in the position so far this year. I'm not sure how much more value he has. I think he's pretty close to his peak where he is. Um, if not, he has already peaked. But, yeah, he's going to be that consistent player if he's getting that 80 minutes. So, yeah, tough decision, I think, for, for coaches this week on him. But let's keep racing through these, mate. We've got the, the Dragons, the Roosters. Dragons, obviously, the coach getting fired. Uh, so there's a couple of changes in this one. Zach Lomax is back. Then uh, Ben Hunt's back in that seven role. No Moses uh, Embai in his team, which is kind of interesting. I think Jake Little is a really interesting draft pickup this week. We'll probably talk about it a bit later, especially for folks struggling in the hooking position. Then we've also got the Roosters here. Billy Smith, my man, named again. Um, I hope we all bought him in last week. He was unreal. And then we've got uh, Tupanua back in the starting team as well, crying back to the bench. Drew Hutchinson playing seven with Manu injured as well. Any kind of initial thoughts on these ones, mate? I'll uh, I'll leave Billy Smith for you to discuss, but I'll start with the Dragons. Um, yeah, like you said, Jacob Little, he's going to be a very interesting option. Um, just first this week, especially for draft, if you can pick him up, pick him up as soon as you can um, and definitely put a, a waiver um, spot in for him. But... Yeah, for Classic, I think you're probably seeing him out this week just to see if they do make that change with Ben Hunt to nine and then they bring Sullivan on in the halves if that's the obvious rotation that they play or they bring on Jaden Sullivan at nine and Little gets a break. It'll be interesting to see how they manage that, but Jaden Sullivan's got to come on somewhere in this spine um, during the game, so I wouldn't be rushing to get Little in Classic anytime soon. Um, But yeah, definitely one to watch over the next round or two Um, because if Little does get an 80-minute roll at hooker he should have a bit of value to make because he's under what he's 440 i think at the moment or 450k so you know if he's playing 80 minutes scoring around the 50 mark he should be be able to make two 300k for sure yeah i didn't realize it was that cheap that's um yeah definitely want to have an eye on the next couple of weeks there um and yeah mate i can talk about billy smith as long as you want we'll get him to <laughs> in the buys uh but Do you think he's on, worth let's... a pickup, to be honest, at the moment? Like, if, if he's at 430k, he's injury-prone. He's the only shining light in this Roosters team at the moment, to be honest. They're dreadful at the moment, the Roosters. But two back-to-back scores of 60, plenty of attacking stats. What are your, what you are your thoughts? Does yeah. Pope shit in the woods, mate? Get him bloody <laughs> in. Billy Smith, yeah, he's been unreal. He has been, like, a shining light in this, in this Roosters team. I just really rate him. I... I'm definitely biased on him, but he's uh, he's shown two games, two 50-plus scores. 
for 50 plus the first week as well, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, I, I really like him. He's going to keep making money. I wish he played this 13 buy. So, yeah, probably a little bit awkward for folks this week. Um, but I think he's a really handy player you can use in a loop for, you know, if you've got a Manu or someone that you're holding this week, I think he's a really strong loop option. So, yeah, people depends are what kind of numbers you have. That's the problem coming into round 13. I can't even put him in my team because then I won't have 13 for for next round. So <laughs> I can't fit him in anywhere, unfortunately. That's true, yeah. Might be one that, that gets away, but I think he's still probably got, well, like another 100-odd K to make in, oh, in price prices, at least, yeah. I so. mean, if he keeps hitting 50-plus, he's got, you know, 200K to go still, so, yeah. Billy, enough said. We've uh, then we've got the the next game here, which is the Rabbits and the Eels. Rabbits pretty much as they were last week. Cam Murray had a nice bounce back game. Thanks for talking me not trading him, mate. That was actually once you're coming in through with some advice, which was um, always good to see. Then for the Eels, Sean Russell's back in this team, and the Cardi Party's back. Kick ons. Um, oh, yeah. So. Nice to see him back there. Obviously, sad for Sean Lane and anyone who went early on him for some buy coverage because he was definitely one I was eyeing off as well. But congrats if you've held on to, to Cardi. I randomly held on to him in Supercoach. I just haven't been able to get rid of him. But uh, I'm back. The party's back. So good to see if uh, anyone's in the similar situation as me. Uh, anything else you want to touch on for these two, mate? Being the Eels tragic for the podcast. Yeah. Well, Jermaine Hopgood looks so much better now with, um, you know, with Cardi back in the team and Lane gone because it kind of means Madison will be exclusively playing front row because of RCG. And then they've brought, they've got what, Makatoa and Ogden who don't really take many minutes either. So I've got a feeling that, well, it depends if Cardi and Davey play 80 minutes each because. If they both play 80 on an edge each, then Madison might do some time at lock. But I've got a feeling Hopgood's going to be playing close to 80 going forward now, or at least for the next, you know, one to two months as um, RCG and Lane come back into this team. So pretty good for Hopgood uh, if you've got him. If you don't, yeah, definitely one to target for round 13. But Queensland selection is coming up, and he's the kind of outsider that no one's really thought of that could be selected. But there's so many names in this Queensland team in terms of forward pack that it's very hard to hit fit Hopgood into that 17 so I'm not convinced he'll get selected but there's an outside chance that he might be you know on the bench or something that's true yeah I would be pretty surprised if, if he got the the tick there like they've just got so many folks in the, in the Queensland and there's going to be a few unlucky names like a Christian Welch or a big papa that like someone's gonna to have to miss out so I think if they're missing out be pretty Unlikely for Hopgood to get that spot, but yeah. crazy things have happened. He's been unreal. So um, it's like half the Cowboys team last year getting selected. So <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, guys like Tom Gilbert and yeah, some of these guys that also are in in this in the kind of conversation. But yeah. Anyway, mate, let's move on to um, the Sharks Knights. Nothing too crazy in here. Kind of Tracy's names in the centers, which I think was a late call up last week, and then. Uh, Phoenix Crossland has his has his nine spots still there for the Knights. 
Jack Hetherington to start. I don't think he was starting last week, so he's kind of one to keep an eye on. And Adam Elliott in this kind of rotation in the front row is also one I'm kind of looking at for the Knights. I think there's some value in here somewhere, potentially. Anything else you want to touch on from these two, mate? I mean, not really from these two teams. You're right there just to keep an eye on Adam Elliott because he might be a bit of a pickup in the coming weeks. Uh, outside of him, if you held on to Crossland, like you said, pretty good. He's going to keep ticking along. Uh, Cam McInnes is out for, I think it's a month oh, with his yeah. hand injury. So, yeah. I mean, Oregon Kafusi comes straight back into the front row anyway, but it kind of means that Royce Hunt has a little bit of value in him. But, I mean, he's been pretty risky in the past, so I understand not aiming for a, a bench. You know, he's... he's basically been a bench forward so i don't think he's a must get by any chance but um you know in um in draft or something like that if you're looking for a mid that could you know if you're if you're struggling in the mids and you need someone that's going to score you 40 plus he's one that you could eye off as a potential but yeah nothing uh too crazy there but someone's going to have to pick up minutes in this in this sharks pack for sure sure mate yeah that's not a bad shout as well then um so get the tigers and the cows Cows, mate, three on a row, potentially here, playing a Leichhardt. Um, um, Tommy Talao keeps his spot for the Tigers. Um, and then it's pretty much the same old for them. The Cowboys are pretty similar to last week as well. Riley Price comes into this squad too. Um, Tanua Brown is out. So Hiluki keeps that uh, starting front row spot, and I think they get Tamalolo back next week as well, so I wanted to kind of keep an eye on for the Cowboys there. Going on, I think, man, unless you've got anything to add, we've got the, the Dolphins and the Storm next. The oh, I was hoping we would have to do this, mate, but Val Meninga, he's been, uh, he's been cut. Oh, yeah, you... it hurts, uh, hurts the 14% of teams that actually own him um what did we say last week the the one thing that i think every fantasy podcast and page last week were basically saying just wait just wait for one week just to see what happens and look look at that bennett's uh brought back branko lee so yeah no Unlucky no words you told us to the 14 percent. what do you think no no you, if you saw someone in the street who said they brought in val meninga would you give him the time of day or what you just no, i wouldn't even look him. at him eyes down just keep going about your day. <laughs> that's uh, oh. yeah. That's uh, that's one of those things in fantasy that's like you, it's never a sure thing. Even if a young gun comes in, has a breakout game, it's not a sure thing that he's going to stay there. So I think they've got Branko Lee in there for his defense, not for his attack. Um, because even though Valance had a pretty good game um, before the buy, he missed three tackles and only made fifteen. So or something like that was his stat line. So yeah, Branko Lee is much more stable. I think in there is much more of a known factor. And I think that's why Bennett's gone with him. If they got Branko and Lee there for the stability, surely Big Val can get in there for the girth factor. That's um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, mate. But I guess mine and Wayne Bennett's coaching, you know, our morals don't align in that in that sense. But well, one yeah, has over thirty that, years of experience, and the other mm, one, yeah, you might you have, you might want to have over, over me there, but. Uh, <laughs> Sad day for, for all fantasy coaches. Let's hope he's back. Um, there is like a little bit of, there is a chance he, he oh, still comes absolutely. into this squad. With yep. uh, He's on the extended bench here. Both Aiken and Lee obviously coming off the hammies. So chance those kind of niggle through. And maybe, yeah, I think he, yeah, one to kind of watch. It's a little bit annoying. Maybe a late play. inclusion. Yeah. yeah. I had the last game know. on the Saturday, I think. So it'll be, it'll be a tricky one to, hold off but 
I guess we're lucky we've got the three trades, so maybe just keep that in the in the back pocket. Use your use your two maybe this week, and maybe you can get in big Val for another big price rise. So yeah, definitely definitely keep an eye on him because you never know. Eight can end Lee straight back in after Hammy's. Um, yeah, definitely one to watch. And then I don't think there's anything else from this team, mate. And and the storm is pretty much how it was last week as well. Moving on, we've got the drag, sorry, the Bulldogs and the, the Titans. Carl uh, Oluwapu, finally get this name right. Uh, he's moved into the starting sixth role, so we've got Josh Reynolds there on the side. Also got Harrison Edwards, who was a late kind of switch into the into lock role and was unreal, got himself a meat pie. Very handy score for anyone who randomly brought him in. I randomly brought him in Supercoach just because I need to free up some cash and there's no, there was no other real options to kind of downgrade. And then he, he nearly got a ton in Supercoach. So pretty handy from Harrison there. We put on our Instagram today for the Titans that uh, Camperera is in some doubt. Some kind of whispers going on around Twitter that he might get rested. Uh, so one to keep an eye on there. And I think that's pretty much it for this Titans team. Isaac Fasul Malawi, he's out of the team he was in last week and they've they've switched it around again. But is there anything else for the Titans, mate, that you want to touch on all the dogs? Oh, I mean not really. You've kind of spoken about it all. I think Harrison Edwards is an interesting one and we have a bunch of questions about him as well that I don't think in terms of minutes, he's probably gonna see around the same amount of minutes, fifty to sixty minutes. Um, but the fact that, you know, you've got Fatala Mariner there and Sam Hughes as well is coming in to take a few minutes. It, it's, it's really hard to, to pick him up. Yes, he's going to make cash and he looks quite good, but, you know, he's been in and out of this squad since the start of the year and it's hard to say that he'll hold this spot. Um, obviously, Serraldo likes him because he's given him the 13 jumper, but, yeah, it's, it's hard to commit to him not knowing whether he's going to stay there or not. Um, but yeah, one to one to watch, and it's kind of hard because the dogs don't play thirteen as well. So yeah, there's a lot of players that are looking pretty enticing, but that just aren't there for the buy rounds, unfortunately. So um, yeah, maybe one to avoid for now. But we'll we'll discuss that a bit later. Yeah, I like it, mate. And I think we can just about transition to our our buy segment here. There's some pretty minor details here with the 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 Raiders and the the Seagulls. Josh Starling coming in for Zach Wolford and there's Danny Lever on the bench. Josh Schuster's back in his team and Sean Kepi's back in his team. Jake Turbo as well and, well, actually, what about Burbo as well? So we've got the, the triple Erbo fact here. We've got Turbo, Burbo and Gerbo all on the same team, which I'm not sure if that's happened yet in a, in a starting team, maybe once or twice, but pretty pretty interesting there. So maybe we'll start off with, with Ben Trebojevic. Maybe we've got a few... Folks asking about him. What are your what are your thoughts at, at bargain basement? Jewel center edge as well. Any love for him? Bit of Burbo? Uh, not this week. Not at all. I'm I'm being <laughs> cautious about Burbo. I really wanted to get him in because he does play thirteen, but he yeah he's going to be one to probably wait on because the fact that you've got you know guys like Bulimer on the bench and you've got. Lawton that can also play back row. It's not confirmed that he's going to stay there for 80 or even 60 for that matter. So one to to give a week to, um, see how he goes, and then potentially jump on um, for round 13, I think, because Manly do play 13, no? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. So 
maybe just give him a date and see how he goes and can pick him up next round. I like that, mate. Yeah, I think with him, he's bargain basement. So even if he gets like a, a 30, 40, like what he might go up to a, I don't know, 250 or something, it's still if pretty that. attainable for a next. Yeah. yeah, if that. So um, you kind of got a free pass at him this first this first game. And yeah, he has been one of those guys who just kind of, he's been in the circles for a while, hasn't quite broken out, even though he's got that, that surname. Um, but yeah. I think that's a good approach to it. Yeah, especially when you've got what two along he's out with a, a facial fracture, so he's out for up to six weeks, and Aloy yeah, is out long for three term. to six. Yeah, so there's that a few injuries, injuries there, and he could yeah create really good cover for thirteen, and then actually I mean he's out for fourteen because mainly have that buy, but then he can play sixteen as well. So yeah, not a not a bad option for the next couple of months from Burbo if he holds that edge spot. Sure, mate, and. I guess transitioning to another one of these edges that we've probably been asked about a decent amount in our questions, Hion Luki obviously had the big game on the weekend. That first try he scored was unreal, where he just kind of like stepped in and fanned off. Too bloody easy for the big fella, but you're an owner. You brought him in before the before the big 80-odd, so... Oh, I'm actually if... not an owner. Oh, you're I not decided, an owner. Oh. I decided to go against getting him in. <laughs> Um, oh. because I had uh, bigger issues in the centres that I needed to shore up, so I did not get Lukey, unfortunately. That's, mate, you were just about the, the head of the fan club, I thought, for sure you had him, but uh, yeah, I guess I was this pretty, is your season. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the way it's going so far. My gut seems to be putting uh. myself right, but me getting my you know getting my head involved in it too much is uh, killing my team, apparently. So got to go with my gut a bit more often, I think. I guess... You're probably in the same situation to a lot of coaches. There's only 6.2% of folks who have him in their teams. Uh, what do you reckon, mate? Is he one to bring in? Break even a five, set to make some decent coin? Yeah, buy for sure. Absolutely. Plays around 13, plays around 16, and I think he has a buy around 15, but that's okay. You'll be getting most of your players, origin players back especially by that round. So, yeah. He's one to absolutely get in this week, and he'll be handy for round 13 as well. So we already said and spoke about him, you know, a couple of weeks ago before he came back from his hamstring injury that he was going to be one to, you know, average quite well. He did start off pretty slowly with only a 19, but then he came back and played, uh, well, he played 80, I think, last week, or pretty close to it, 60 minutes last week. So he's he getting his minutes back up. Yeah, getting his minutes back up, scored two tries. He's not going to do that every week, but his base stats, he what he had 40 points in base stats. So, yeah, as long as he's scoring 40-plus, he'll be fine to to keep on ticking along. Um, but I, I think he's going to be averaging out at around the 45 to 50 mark most weeks anyway. So definitely a good, uh, good buy-around option. Yeah, I like that. I think his job security is actually pretty solid. Like, even when Nanai comes back into this team, Nanai will play on the other edge, and I think the Goz will be the one who misses out, or maybe, um, you know, he starts or rotates on the bench. There's a chance Luki comes in off the bench, but I think even still, he's going to probably be playing around that 60 minutes. So I, I quite like him as well. What would you say to folks, I guess, though, that I think a lot of people have a pretty handy or at least a couple of us, you know, have some guys like DeBellin or Horsbra, you know, maybe a host or a Toe Harris, Hopgood. Like, I feel like these positions, um, you know, for our buyers, I think a lot of us are probably shaping up all right, or hopefully you're shaping up all right. So what would you do if you've already got, you know, you've already got kind of a set 
five or so for 13. How would you kind of factor that in? Yeah, that does make it a little bit harder. If you've already got edges for your round 13 um, buy and you don't really need another one, um, definitely have a look at who they are because, to be honest, there's not a lot of good edges that are playing round 13 at the moment. So Healam Luke is probably one of the better ones. Like most people are probably running around with Hosking and Preston or Fafida at the moment, um, all of which won't be playing round 13. So you've got to look to get quality players in for round 13 other than just you guys like... I don't know, some cheapies, like you might have a, you know, a Katoa or a host, you know, just some cheap other positions that, you know, will get you a score, but they won't get you a good score. So you've got to look to get some good scoring players. And Lukey's going to be one of those guys for 13 and 16 that you want to have in your team. So I think, yeah, you're probably, you're probably making a trade for one of these cheaper guys to get a better scoring um, guy like Lukey. And I think I wouldn't be getting rid of your Debellins or, you know, Tarpanies, those kind of guys. But yeah, if you need, um, if you need some good scorers, Lukey's definitely one to, to get in. Yeah, interesting shout, man. I'll have to have a think of that because I'm in a bit of a predicament because I've already got hosts and I think I'd rather go a Hopgood or someone like that over a Lukey. So maybe he's one that just escapes me here, but obviously yeah, really like him. Yeah, he's, he's been looking good. I guess let's talk about Hopgood as well, mate. He's obviously playing all three of the big buys, the 13, 16, 19. Looks like he's not going to be in this Queensland squad. Um, how do you rate him as far as, like, is he a must-have for 13? Would you rate him above guys like Toe Harris or Jack DeBellin? Kind of what's your, what's your vibe on him? Yeah, he's absolute premium option at the moment, Hopgood. Um, I wish I went with my gut initially to hold on to him for the season, but uh, my brain took over again <laughs> with that decision. Um, yeah, he's he's the premium option for this buy round. You're 13, 16, and 19 player. I, I, the only way he's going to get picked up by Queensland, I think, is if you know they do really bad in round one, uh, round one in game one, and you know Slater's looking to make some changes up in the forwards or something like that. That's the only way I see him getting included. So I, I think he's a pretty safe option to go. Madison, on the other hand, is a bit more of a riskier option now that he's in line for a Blues call-up, um, especially because he got picked last year, even though they lost that game. He's still um, on the fringes, yes, on the fringes there, as well as like Hudson Young and those kinds of guys um, that can play back row and in the front row when um, called on. So yeah, Hopgood, definitely a better option um, in the Eels pack. And probably he's probably the best option for the buy round, I'd say, because Parramatta play all three buys, origin buys. Yeah, Matt, uh, Hopgood is definitely the number one option to have. I guess on that as well, mate, how many folks in the, in the Parramatta team would you be having for this first buy? Because obviously they have the round 14 buy, which is going to be a little bit tricky. Um, would you be having more than, I guess, three Eels players in your team if you already gone that way yeah this is where you kind of have to add up those players so in your team you don't want to have any more than four players coming from manly knights and Parramatta for round 13 just because they're going to be out the next round unless you're happy to trade in and out you know for a round try to avoid having multiples of those players so currently if you've got guys like you know Lockie miller or mitch moses hanging around um some people might even still have a turbo hanging around their team like i do um yeah probably consider how many of those players you have all up because you need to be playing 17 players for round 14. So you don't want to be missing out on a score because you've got too many players in for round 13. Yeah, beauty, man. I like that shout. Um, also want to get your thoughts on Carl Oluwapu. 
He's in the starting squad now for the Dogs. Uh, what would you be doing if you didn't own him? Is he someone you're still interested in? Yeah, he's a difficult one. He is a very, very difficult player to look at at the moment. I think if he keeps this holding, uh, this starting spot and holds that position, he's probably going to be scoring at a base 30 points a game if he plays 80 um, for the next, well, however long he's there. And that could should see him, you know, make another 150k on his current price. So the unfortunate thing is he doesn't play around 13. So it depends what your kind of team looks like coming into this buy around, whether you pick him up or not. If you can still field a team with him in, I think he's pretty close to a must buy because he looks pretty good. He doesn't look, you know, anything crazy at the moment, but he looks like a consistent player in the halves for the dogs. And as they start to build a bit of form and keep developing, I think he's going to turn out to be, you know, a pretty good play to have and plenty of cash to be made there. It's only going to take one game where he has a bit of a breakout game, you know, scores a try, gets a couple of assists and he's going to score a 50 or a 60. And then he's going to start making some real cash. So um, it depends how risk averse you are. Do you want to wait on him until round 14 or pick him up now and just chuck him in the emergencies? But I think he's pretty much a must have this season. Wow, that's a big shout. I um, don't necessarily disagree. I think, yeah, the must-have, he's, yeah, he's got a really friendly game, I think, for fantasy. He runs the ball a lot for a half. He doesn't have the kick meters, which is maybe the only yeah. kind of negative in his game. Like, Burton's been getting a lot of these kick meters. He's also probably worth pointing out, he does play the 16 and the 19 by, so he's going to be really handy for those, uh, those weeks, potentially. Yeah, yeah, I really exactly. like him. I think I'd be waiting until 14. Um, even though he's probably going to make like another 30-odd K this week, he's still going to be under 300 probably for that round 14 buy. So I think that's when you bring him in. I think now I'll be focusing on 13 or, yeah, yeah saving it. Like if you've got – he's not as like – Desperate, I feel like, as a if you wanted to jump on a Billy Smith, I think you have to do it this week. But uh, a Carl and a few, I think Carl, you can wait until fourteen for. Yeah, I I agree with that. He he still could, you know, lose minutes to Josh Reynolds this week as well. So you never know what's going to happen there. But Seraldo's going to get him in the team more and more and give him more minutes as he as he progresses throughout the season for sure. I like it, mate. Uh, so I wanted to get your thoughts on the winger fullback position for this round 13 by because I'm not sure about you, but I've been checking out, like, am I going to bring in potentially like a Gutho, someone who plays those three. I've even looked at like a, a Scotty Drinkwater, a, a Gutho. Did I say Gutho already? Garrick, yeah. Gutho. Plenty of times, too many, yeah. all the Gs, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're kind of the three names I'm going, I'm going through at the moment. What are your thoughts on those three and, I guess, or who are your favourite winger fullbacks for this 13 buy? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty sparse for good winger fullbacks uh, for round 13. I think the best one is probably Garrick, I say cautiously, um, but only because, you know, most likely Turbo's going to get selected for Origin, even though he's been out of form. I've just, you know, you've just got that feeling that Freddie and Brandy are just going to pick him for the team. So... I think Garrick moving to fullback for round 13 will see him get a nice uh, increase 
um, in attacking stats, which should see his scores come up a bit as well. Obviously, it's only going to be short-lived because then Turbo will come back to Manly as well. So in between Origin games, Garrick's going to be back and forth between the wing and um, fullback, but you'll get some good scores out of him. The only risk is if they put Tolu Kola back there um, instead of him, but I think Garrick's a bit more K-O consistent. weeks as well. Oh, they do have KO weeks, yeah. There's a lot of options there. There is risk around, but Garrick has proven that he's the better winger fullback at the moment. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards Garrick. And he still scores well. The fact that he goal kicks and he gets plenty of attacking stats and, you know, tackle busts and plenty of line breaks and stuff, like he's actually the better option at winger fullback um, over the origin period, I think. Gutho as well. Yeah, he's always, you know, your tried and true consistent performer. He relies a lot on attacking stats, but the thing is, is he gets them week in, week out. So it's fair enough to go for a guy like Gutho because he will perform pretty much every week. So yeah, Gutho is another option that's pretty good. He's just a bit more expensive for, you know, what you're getting out of him most weeks. That's the only issue. Um, the other wing of fullbacks that are kind of hanging around, most people have the hammer. Um, still, so if you've still got, you know, Tabuai Fido, you should be pretty happy, although he's, you know, in selection, in a possible selection for Queensland as well. I think it's between, like, him, Xavier Coates, and, like, Murray Tolungi for that wing spot at the moment. So oh, as well. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few options there, so it just depends who Billy goes with in the end, but it's probably going to be Tolungi. I think just the fact that he played for Australia um, over, over the World Cup means that he's probably going to be that selection. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and that's... It's a tough one. Yeah, it's, a, it's hard to pick between them, to be honest. Um, Xavier Coates has been pretty out of form, though, so he's probably the last option I'd pick. That's why Hammer comes into, into frame, because he scored a few tries and looked pretty good for the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, Hammer, so if you've got him, he's probably one to hold on to for now. And Lockie Miller as well. Most people still have Lockie Miller, and even though his form's dipped a bit, he is still going to be a very good round 13 option at fullback as well. So definitely be holding on to him for the time being. And plays a 16 as well, so it could be a really handy hold for that bye week as well. Yeah, I think probably one other thing I just want to touch on, Garrick has come down a lot in price to what he was at the start of the year, so I think there's some value in him as well, not just for the, for the buy period, but he could make you some money and kind of make up that value as well like that. Yeah, I but you've got to think that his his price was inflated because he was playing fullback towards the back end of last year as well. That's the reason he had True. such a high price. It's not because he actually was scoring that from the wing position. So, yeah, you've got to take that into into account um, now that he's moved back to the wing. I think his normal price around the wing was around the 600k mark anyway. So, you know, he still could get back up to that price, but I wouldn't be, you know, holding my breath that he will get back up to 600k on a wing. Unless Manly just start playing out of their skin, really. Remember when Jason Saab was also at like 600k <laughs> when Turbo was feeding him back in 2021? We all missed that year. Yeah, I was. That was crazy. What a throwback. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, mate. Well, I think that kind of brings us to our to our holds here. We've. Uh, I want to get your kind of thoughts on Hosking. He obviously had the, uh, you know, down score last week with the HIA. What? Yeah, you think he's a hold for the for at least this week? Yeah, I think he's probably a hold for at least this week. Um, obviously, doesn't play around thirteen, but it it is a difficult decision. I understand why people are jumping off now. His break even's at sixty three. There's no you know sure thing that he's going to play eighty this week with Martin hanging around, potentially coming back in, and Sorensen in good form from last game. 
I can understand getting off him, but it's very team dependent. Like if you have to get another number in for round 13, then and Hosking's the sacrificial lamb, so be it. But I wouldn't be rushing to get him out of your team. I don't think it just looks nice because he's 680k like plenty of cash there to downgrade to to someone like a lukey and use the extra cash to upgrade somewhere else so understandable but it's very team dependent if you're getting rid of him it's hard to say he's a definite sell or a definite hold it's very much based on the team you have currently i think yeah that's a good shout mate yeah i don't mind that i yeah i'm kind of in the same boat like i've got maybe i go him down to to lukey I'm not really sure. Yeah. What difficult. about what are you doing with your origin players? So your your Hines, your Clearies, your Latrell Mitchells, guys like this who are pretty highly, you know, pretty highly priced. How many of them are you kind of looking to keep over this of this buy period? And would you be selling them this week or is you wait until thirteen, you reckon? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty firm on the bandwagon that Heinz and Cleary go nowhere. Like if you have them, you just hold them through this origin period and you'll get the benefits out of them uh, towards the back end of the year. I, I think guys that are on the fringe that you might not need to hold like your Harry Grant that can be up and down and he's been, you know, pretty down because he'll come back into the storm team between origin games because he only plays 30 to 40 minutes with Ben Hunt in at hooker anyway. So he's not playing a full game. But generally when he comes back to the Storm, he doesn't play a full game there either. He'll only play 40 to 50 minutes. So his price will come down a little bit over Origin and he might be a decent pickup uh, once Origin's over. So he's not a bad option to understandably sell. But some guys, like your Cam Murrays and all that, they'll come down in price a lot. Your James Tedesco's, he he's already quite down in price, but he gets rested a lot. Robbo decides to rest him over the Origin period, so I wouldn't be rushing um, to bring him in any, at any time yet. He's definitely a... Well, not definitely a sell, but I can understand holding on to him because he is so low um, at the moment. So you want to be holding on to him till you get the benefits out of Origin. Fair enough. So you don't um, waste trades on him. Guys like Ruben Cotter, unfortunately, he's probably going to get selected. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Cotter? He looks like he's going to get a spot for sure in this team, right? Yeah, he's been unreal. I think he, he deserves his spot. I think he'll probably play off the bench or something and Harrigan will start. But, yeah, yeah, he's looked really good, I thought. Yeah. And then there's the guys like Carrigan and Haas at the Broncos. I think you probably hold Haas. He's very expensive and he will be very hard to get back into your team post-Origin. Carrigan, fair enough as a sell. I can understand he's kind of middled out at around that 50 to 55 average. And you could probably move to get someone in um, like a Hopgood uh, over the Origin period. Um, pretty good straight swap, actually, Carrigan and Hopgood. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind that to be honest, but most of these players that play origin, you're probably going to be holding on to, um, through that period. But I, yeah, you shouldn't have any more than four or five of them. I don't think. I agree. Yeah. Probably four would be my max. I would even say, uh, it just kind of depends how you, how your team looks. Obviously you want to hold as many as you can and not lose too many ranks. It's hard when you've got guys like Cleary and Hines, like once you sell on, they're pretty yeah. hard to get back in. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, yep. Any immediate sells you want to just list off quickly, mate? We've kind of talked about uh, Cam McInnes and some of these guys who are, who are injury concerns, but anyone else that's been standing out to you? Not really. I think most of the players you're kind of sitting on until 
um, next round anyway, just to see how everything falls. I, yeah, like Cam McInnes is probably my only big sell at the moment. Everyone else is kind of just sitting and waiting for round 13, seeing where everything lies after round 12 and what players, you know, are selected for origin and are selected for their teams for round 13 and then making your decisions there, especially with four trades. I feel like another good week to just sit and hold on the players that you have, to be honest. Nothing pressing to to get out of your team. Sweet as, mate. Well, let's quickly wrap into some draft stuff and then we can get into the questions. So um, for draft this week, the player that I'm really interested on in kind of a waiver sense is little, especially if you've, you know, been burned by, not burned, he obviously did his ACL, but Jaden Jaden Braley <laughs> out, a few of these guys that are, you know, Wade Egan who have been kind of a bit up and down. I think he's a, probably a priority. We've blown like a, even if I was in the top kind of three, four picks, I'd definitely be blowing that on a uh, on a little. I also quite like Harrison Edwards starting at lock. I don't mind a waiver for him as well. Also don't mind him as free agent kind of play. Uh, we've also I've kind of, we talked about him kind of briefly, was Jojo Fafita. I think he's a pretty interesting option there for a, for a free agent play. And then lastly, mate, the stash, which... Just quietly, we nailed on the, the Lukey call from a few weeks ago, but I'm uh, also really keen on Luke Metcalf, who we've kind of talked about over the last few weeks. I think he's definitely a stash and uh, probably not well rostered in your league. Also, the Warriors on the bye this week, so hopefully you can pick him up and he hopefully will play round 14. Jeez, if he, if he plays, yeah, if he plays 13, that is so juicy. For, for the buy around Luke Metcalf. I would absolutely rate that. Love to get him in for sure. Sweet. Any of those you want to touch on, mate, or feel free to wrap into the questions otherwise? Mate, you pretty much picked them all up. I think Burbo is the other one. You can probably stash and see how he goes this week. Um, but, yeah, Edwards looks like a good plug and play for this round, see how he goes now that he's got the starting spot. And, yeah, Little could turn out to be a quite a good player if he gets, you know, 70-plus minutes at hooker and definitely a good option to keep in keep in mind for round 13. So just wait on him this week, see how he goes and could be a pickup, you know, next round good hooker option. If you don't have the likes of like JMK or Reese Robson for round 13. Hey Mike, mate. Great. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get stuck into some questions. Right. Oh, so many questions about Harrison Edwards. And if he's a buyer, we've pretty much covered that off. He, well, actually just to round out that Harrison Edwards, is he a buy for sure? I don't think so. I think focus on round 13. Yeah, that's probably my advice. Yeah, he's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, he's a good good guy to have, but not like he's not going to get you tons of points. Like he's the previous games he played, he scored 30 odd in about 60 minutes, which should make him a little bit of cash if he stays in the team, but it's not he's not going to be scoring 60s every week, you know. Yeah, that's tricky, mate. Now I'm like having a look at him. He's probably going to go up like a 50, 60K this week. I can definitely see the appeal in him, but I'd be focusing on, on 13 first and foremost. And good chance he's probably in this kind of awkward position where you can't bring him in and still get your 13. So yeah, I'd probably be avoiding. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, question from Billy. Is Manu a trade? We didn't really talk too much on Joey Manu, actually. What are your thoughts? Yeah, tricky one. Uh, NRL physio 
was saying on his podcast that good chance he's back for round 14. It's a little bit like, would have been really nice if he was on the extended bench. Like, I think he was probably a, like, I thought he might have been a chance to come back even this week with it. But, yeah, I think you should hold him. He's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if he'll go back into the halves or maybe they'll finally switch this team up when Sam Walker's back, but, um, or even before Sam Walker's back if Drew Hutchinson has a nice game this week. But I would be holding because even if he's in the centers, I think he's a keeper and he's going to have some really good games over this opportunity period for you. Plays a 16 by as well. So hold for me, mate, unless, yeah, he's one of these sacrificial lambs, as you say, and you need to, to cut him for, for around 13, I think. Yeah, I think I'm probably holding. He's a great um, buy option, especially with Teddy playing Origin. And we're not, we're not saying Teddy's going to get cut, right? There's no real other fullback pushing for the New South Wales Origin jumper, right? Not like Reese Walsh and Ponga. Oh, I think like Latrell's been unreal, uh, but I don't think he's going to play fullback. I think he'll stay centre. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's in any danger. Tedesco losing that spot. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay. Who's a straight swap out for Turbo? Oh, geez. Turbo's dropped a long way. He's under 500k. Is there a, a straight swap for him at the moment? Geez, I'm not sure, mate. Like, the way of fullbacks under 500k, it's, it's pretty slim pickings down there. Uh, do you have any kind of off the bat? Like obviously I mean, Dalmaninga, if he's if he's there, <laughs> but, if he's a late uh, call up, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But um, at the moment, unless you don't have like Jerome Buller, Jerome Buller, he's probably the only one. If you don't have him, you could maybe go Turbo to Buller. Um, Kiraz has come a long way, but he doesn't play around uh, thirteen as well. But Kiraz is a guy that I'm keeping an eye on to see when he. Finally, you know, hits his hits his um, what do you call it? Trough, I guess, so that I can ride him back to his peak. Um, so yeah, there's really slim pickings. I'd probably just hold Turbo at this point. Unfortunately, it's a bit it's a bit of a difficult one. And if he doesn't get selected for Origin, extra play for round thirteen. Perfect. Yeah, I think if you held Turbo this long, I'd probably hold him another week and just see what happens with his Origin team list. Yeah, the only one I'll actually have a look at is Alex Johnson. Is under that, and he could uh, if he hits form again. He obviously hasn't been scoring as many tries, but we know historically he does. So he could come back kind of on his upswing. Could get his peak here. So that would be the only one I'd kind of be tempted into. But all these other ones uh, under five hundred aren't that appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, geez, lots of questions asking about buy, hold, sells, which we've already kind of covered off. We've talked about Billy Smith, talked about, um, Oh, Luki. we can bring him up again. <laughs> of course. You'd love that. Any, um, anytime. Question from my, is Flegler a buy? Uh, pretty decent, um, job security in the starting team while Haas and Carrigan are gone. What are your thoughts on Flegler? Yeah. Give me one sec, mate. I just want to pull him up. Cause do you have a sin bin last week or am I making that up? No, he did. You did. He did. He did. Right. Yeah, and he still got a pretty good, pretty good score um, in in the forties. I don't know, mate. Like he's he should get some decent minutes in this thirteen by some decent minutes over this Origin period. Um, 
don't mind it, but I probably don't like him as much as guys like Totola or going up to like a premium like a Hopgood or a, or a Tohu Aris is probably where I would be leaning versus going to Flegler. Just because Arsene Carrigan are just so dominant in this team, they're going to still play those big, those kind of like in-between weeks and probably then you're kind of just like kind of awkwardly holding him those, those other weeks. Uh, so probably not one for me, I think, mate. Yeah, I, I rate Totola, I think, over over Flegler. Even though scores-wise it doesn't really show, I think Totola's got the the better chance to score well than Flegler. Yeah, he's got the value as well, I think. And I think he's he hasn't quite done it yet, but I think there's like 50s coming for him. He's traditionally around the 50s mark when he's kind of in form. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, next question, uh, Penasini, thoughts on him and is he a sell? The penis, nah, mate, keep him in. He plays all three buys. He's in pretty good. I'd be, I'd be holding strong with him. Holding strong yeah. to the penis. Absolutely. He, yeah, plays all three buy rounds. He's been a gun pretty much over the first couple of rounds. He's been kind of like um, Timical where they've kind of, you know, they've had some average games and scored in the 30s, but when they go big... They're getting sixties and seventies pretty, pretty comfortably. And Penasini, even without getting huge attacking stats, he's still scoring. You know, he's averaging forty, what forty-five at the moment. I think it is. So yeah, he's bloody up there with some of the centers. To be honest, you don't often get a center, especially one that's only been in the NRL for two years now. You know, scoring that high. So yeah, definitely hold him. Absolutely. I think probably just a caveat though. Like if I didn't have him, I probably. I'm not bringing him in when you've got like a Jackbird and uh, Lamuelo. I think they're kind of like your top choices that everyone should be kind of aiming for. But I kind of like, yeah, Penasini as a, as a pod in the position and he's been pretty good. Yeah, you squeeze all the points you can out of him over this origin um, period and then you upgrade him to a Bird and a Lamuelo or someone like that um, towards the back end of the year for sure. Uh, nice. Question from Dom: Should I trade out Payne Haas? Origin coming up, and should have reduced minutes. Uh, yeah, that's a tricky one. It's kind of team dependent, as we we're saying. He is type of the Dalian point, so you'd think he probably kind of powers through this period. Even like I doubt he's going to be, you know, wanting to rest up. He's going to want to kind of secure the the award. But yeah, if you've got like five or six other Origin players, and you can't afford to to hold him. I think he's an okay sell over this period. Yeah, probably just team dependent, mate. Yeah, he's one of those guys, like, I don't have him in my team. And if you don't have him in your team, you're looking at him. Um, so hopefully by round 19, you're death riding after, him. You're like, oh, why is he yeah. keep offloading? Like, how is he so good? <laughs> yeah, I'm just watching him that's every time he plays, being upset that he's scoring so many points because I want to bring him in. But that's the that's the downside, right? When he has those bad games, you're like, oh, is he worth a pickup? Like, <laughs> but you know, he definitely will be a gun. So if you don't have him in your team, look to get him in around round 20, round 21, when he hopefully loses about 100k over the Origin period. Fingers crossed for the people that don't have him. It was so sad that opening game of last week where he, like all those people that probably captained him, everyone else who had him, my rank just looked so bad after the first game. It was like <laughs> in the 2500s, I was like, oh my God, like what's happened? Bloody paint passes wrecks me here. But yeah, brought it back. But Gary thought the live, the live point scoring is dangerous. 
Yeah, it uh, it definitely hurts your feelings over the weekend if you don't have many players in the, the Thursday. Yeah, Thursday and Friday games. If you don't have any players or you don't have any captain at all, yeah, you look like your team's just gone to shit. So, yeah, try not to look at it too often through the weekend. Uh, mate, that's. Oh, I guess we've got a couple of trade questions that are a bit interesting. Uh, Jay asks Manu to Bird or try and go Teddy to Bird and hold Manu. Oh, that's tricky. Uh, I guess I'd be trying to go Teddy to to Bird in that situation. But uh, yeah, Teddy and Manu, we kind of talked about both probably holds just depending on your on your team. Like you probably have to sacrifice one of them. Manu, I think is yeah, just going to be so valuable over this Origin period. And Teddy's you know been a bit in and out of form, so that's probably the way I'd lean, just kind of take a more secure points and the kind of bump over origin with Manu. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and would you go Hosking and Manu to Luki and Lemuelu to sort out centers for round 13? I don't think so. We've been talking about how hard, how good, you know, Hopgood's going to be for this period. i definitely be kind of... Oh, no, Hosking. Fix... Hosking, not Hopgood. Sorry, Hosking. Oh, yeah. um... Okay, then I don't mind that as bad as much. Yeah, that's kind of sorting out your centers. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I don't mind Hosking and Manu to Luki and Lemuelu because you, I mean you sort out your centers and you pick up an edge that's gonna that's gonna be playing around thirteen. It makes sense. It's just I I'd rather be holding on to Manu if you can. I think I'd prefer Manu as a hold than a sell. I understand it sorts out your team for round thirteen, but Manu is gonna kill it over the origin period and he always does every year so yeah i'd try to hold on to him where you can no drums yeah i like the sound of that and that pretty much wraps up our questions beauty well uh thanks again for listening everyone good luck for for this upcoming round and uh yeah wish you all the best for for round 13 and bye planning thanks for listening to the footy brains podcast please follow us at Freddy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.